Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Just a few months ago, our guest today was diagnosed with stage 4 Hodgkin's lymphoma. That is a cancer of the lymphatic system, which is part of the immune system. In Hodgkin's lymphoma, cells in the lymphatic system grow abnormally and may spread beyond the lymphatic system. As the disease progresses, it compromises the body's ability to fight infection. And joining us to talk about his Hodgkin's lymphoma and the use of cannabis oil is Brody McKenzie of British Columbia. Brody, thanks for doing this. We greatly appreciate you telling your story. Thank you guys for having me on. How were you feeling prior to your diagnosis of Hodgkin's lymphoma? It all started about uh, maybe about this time last year, last summer in 2016. I just was feeling really fatigued. Um, I was dragon boating at the time, and then I was playing blind hockey also. But uh, yeah, so just feeling really fatigued, just really drained, um, like really sore in my chest, kind of back area, really sweaty, kind of achy feelings. You know, something wasn't right. I just felt like I was getting sick all the time. I do have a mitochondria disease with my eye condition, so I thought maybe it was something to do with that. But I went to my other doctors. They said no. I went to my GP. Um, this was in January, and I finally got an x-ray done. This is, meanwhile, in September, October, November, December, I'm like in excruciating pain. Thought I pulled a muscle or something. Didn't know what was going on. Then uh, it was in January. Got the x-ray done. Uh, the GP seen something. And then I uh, following some CT scans in March, um yeah if if, did you want me to explain the whole story i guess you can explain the whole story but one of the things i wanted to ask you is that what is the condition with your eyes oh it's uh lieber's hereditary optic neuropathy so this just happened to me uh 2012 it's a hereditary eye condition on my mother's side it destroys the optic nerve just the fibers in the optic nerve so i have no central vision yeah i've been dealing with this and then now this stuff now the last couple months so it's been a little bit of a roller coaster of fun, but yeah, it's been, it's been okay though. But has, so we, sorry, go ahead, Corey. Has the oil helped that condition at all? Um, with the oil, um, I just started that in April, so I'm gonna say it has, but it, I, I'm not too sure because I when I in April the oncologist told me to stop taking anti anti any antioxidants just because of the pro-oxidant or whatever, the chemo drugs. So I, I needed that with my eyes. And so when I'm still taking cannabis oil, I noticed some because maybe I was tired or something, maybe to do with the chemotherapy, but my eyes were kind of dimming a little bit. But then with the cannabis oil, I didn't notice too much of a, you know, it, there wasn't too much of an extreme, uh, there wasn't too much of an aspect, uh, there wasn't too much of a description in there. So um, I, I think... I'm not just going to say it did help it, but it didn't. It, the, the chemo didn't destroy my eyes even more, so maybe it did help it. So that's good too. So. I know at least one person approached me who had uh, this levers that you mentioned. Uh, okay. That's the word that c- 
kind of rang a bell in my head. Yeah. And I'll see what I can find out and see if I can track down the person. But I think they oh. did. I think they okay. did really quite well with oh, uh, awesome. cannabis oil in that condition. I just wanted to put that in there. Oh, awesome, Brody. When you had your X-ray done in January. Yep. And the the doctor talked to you. Did the doctor tell you what he or she may have thought you had? No. So my GP didn't. Uh, he just said that the radiologist seen something, I guess. And then he, I didn't go in for a visit. He actually called me. I'm pretty close to my GP, so that's pretty nice. How he called me, and then so he said that uh, I can't do anything right now, but. We did see something, so didn't really discuss anything more about it. And then he just uh, referred me for a CT scan in March. So I had to wait a couple more months. So in March, I got the CT scan done in my chest area. They did see a more thorough picture, and then they seen the lymph nodes were affected um, near my armpit on my right side. And then so that afternoon, he actually called me, and I was at hockey practice. And he actually said, yeah, there's something in your lymph nodes. Do you feel any lumps? Or anything, and I said no. But actually, I, I feel a lump in the side of my neck. It just came up in the last, like this was, you know, through February, March. Then I seen something, and and I was like, oh, maybe that's, you know, something there. <laughs> Obviously, it's not, you know, not, not nothing normal out of my body. So then that following Friday on the March 10th, I went in for another CT scan because he seen that on the Monday. Um, so that was for the second CT scan was my abdomen area and my neck area. And then after that, that's when I got referred to a chest specialist. He told me that it's a type of lymphoma. And then when I got the biopsy done, that was in April. So I had to wait a little bit more. So the next month, April 5th, I went to a surgeon and a specialist. And she told me that we're going to do the biopsy just through the neck. It was about the size of a pea on just above my collarbone on the left side of my neck. And then, so they cut that one out, or they were going to go through my, uh, I can't remember what that procedure was called, but down the throat, through the lungs. And so I opted out of that one, obviously. So that was good. What was going through your mind during these months where you were having the, from January to April, when you got your diagnosis? I was going to ask that. Don't take my question. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, uh, you know, a, a lot was going through my mind. I was hoping it was um, nothing too serious, just so I don't forget to. My my dad actually uh, uh, had gone through the same thing. Well, not quite the same thing, but he did go through, but he only did stage one or two, I believe. He only had the one area in his neck. So I thought, you know, because of him, maybe, maybe it is Hodgkin's lymphoma. I wasn't too, too scared, I guess, but... It wasn't like I, I was scared, but it just wasn't. It was all everything was kind of coming at once. I wasn't trying to. I was trying to process it, but then it was like, I don't know. I was anticipating each appointment through each specialist and seeing what they were saying because I wasn't getting any answers until the end of uh, April after my biopsy, and then I seen the oncologist, and then even then he told me it was stage two Hodgkin's lymphoma at first because i didn't do that thorough pet scan and then he's seen it in a different area in my bone marrow um so then he said it was stage four and then that's when it kind of hit me and i was a little devastated because my dad told me just do the radiation if you're going to do anything because the chemotherapy you know it's obviously harsh and it might do a lot more damage than it should Um, we all know that you know and i i knew that and so i was going into this thing kind of open-minded but 
it was all kind of numb at that first and i was yeah so i was just trying to stay strong and the one advice that i got from one of my other friends who was dealing with uh stage four uh, colon cancer he said just to stop reading testimonies and doing research because it'll just you know just rot your mind you know just maybe take a break from it that's one thing i got from one of my friends and so i kind of just did that for a little bit and and uh it was okay though but it was the whole thing was kind of numb at first actually i was processing it after i stopped chemotherapy in august and that's when it kind of come to me where it was kind of now i can kind of think about it and it's it's a a little bit more reality to me now because i wasn't so i guess numbed on all the stuff that they were giving me at the time the last three months were just kind of um, I was put in a dark place, I guess, when I was on the treatment. Did uh, the doctors give you a prognosis on how long you had to live or whether they could clear you of Hodgkin's lymphoma? At first, they didn't give me... So that's why uh, I was kind of not too, too worried. I was obviously worried because, you know, cancer obviously is not good for us. <laughs> but he said there was it's not an aggressive cancer. He didn't give me a prognosis, like a, a timeline, so that was good. But... He did say I had to do the full six months. Um, I had the AVBD, I think it is, for lymphoma. Um, And so he said I had to do the first two months was the first uh, four uh, chemotherapy drugs, which was just so harsh on my body. He didn't give me no timeline, so that was kind of good, I guess, at first. Because, you know, stage four, everyone thinks, you know, it's pretty pretty devastating, right? So I, I... the whole time I was keeping, you know, as much as I can positive and meditating and all that stuff and and then uh, just trying to keep a good head strong, right? So Yeah. How did the uh, how did you react to the chemo? The chemo, uh, that was uh, that was uh, something I I, uh, I I guess the first first couple of rounds were I, I don't know, just the whole experience. It was nice that I couldn't see that much of the whole treatment going down, but I guess I could feel it all. Um, I still see my peripheral inside, so I can still see a little bit, but um, just going in the hospital, just just the whole coming home, um, the steroids, the anti-nausea medication that they put you on, just I've uh, felt some stuff in my life before, and that's one experience that I've never felt in my entire life. That uh, Literally, my skin, my, my bones, everything was just felt like, you know, something wasn't right. It was just like poison, toxin inside. I couldn't sleep because my eye condition, I see pixelated lights in my optic nerve because it's, um, I guess, sort circuiting. And so I constantly see that with my eyes closed. So I couldn't, I was maybe getting three, four hours of sleep a day. Um, the cannabis oil was helping with eating and it's just giving me just a better quality of life because uh, the stuff that they were giving me, the anti-nausea medication, was not working at all. I was on... Adivan, lorazepam, dethamexazone, um, a couple other ones, Adamin, or like they, anything and everything they were trying to try on me, it just wasn't working. I think it was just my nerves. Everything was just out of whack, and there's just emotions. I was just crying constantly, you know, just in the washroom. Just yeah, I was just a, it, it wasn't fun at all. Brody, but at what? Sorry. sorry, go ahead. No, at no. what point did you start using cannabis oil, and how did you uh, first get started on that route? Yeah, I, I started, um, this is right before my biopsy. Um, one of my cousins helped me out. He's, he's helped me out huge right now. 
I could probably try and make it, but it's always with my eye condition. I don't want to attempt that alone. So he's doing that for me, and he's just a huge savior and help for me. Um, I started in April. I started because I was a smoker. I've been smoking ever since I've been a teenager. Um, I love cannabis. It's all you know, great product and all that. But now looking at the medical part of it, um, I started in April and I had been, I just kind of started, uh, not really with costs and whatnot, but I just didn't want to, you know, get too euphoric at first. And cause I do get panic attacks sometimes here and there. So I started off low. Um, I was probably doing about a half a gram a day and then it was, yeah, it, it was just great because, um, my blood tests, I, I didn't get numbers or anything, but he was always saying that they're really good and stuff. And, um, the PET scan, like I said, in the last two months, that was great how it showed ne- negative and he was even kind of shocked too, which was just, I, and so I'm thinking to myself that, you know, it, it had to have been like it, you know, sure the chemo can do stuff, but then, it, you know, who knows what to say, but I'm definitely saying that the cannabis definitely did help me in the sense that I'm here at this point today because I did stop and I did, did take a break in August a break, so from only, the, a break from the oil or a break from the chemo? No, a, a break from chemotherapy. How many rounds of chemo did you uh, undergo? I did six rounds. Six rounds. Six yeah. rounds of hell for you. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and you were taking the cannabis oil throughout your chemotherapy? Yeah, every day. Um, I was uh, doing it th- three, four. I was doing it at least five times a day. Kind of just smaller dosages, maybe like four or five grain sizes a day. I was pretty down and out and didn't really have too much energy. So if I felt a little euphoric or whatever, you know, it might give me a little more sleep or something or it might give me a little more rest. So I was just upping. I got my girlfriend to help me just up it, just up it, just get that stuff in me as much as I can. Um, I want to, you know, feel normal. I want to get this kind of procedure, this treatment kind of over with and so yeah, I, I just as much as as much as I can, right? I, and then I was also um, I would buy some ground uh, cannabis too, or some flour off of one of the dispensaries too, and I'd make cookies just to you know get it in me as much as I can. And I'm also taking CBD um, oil and capsules, just kind of intermittently with the cannabis oil. So I'm just kind of get as much as I can in me. I'm wondering, in August, it was August of this year, just a few weeks yeah. ago, that you told the oncologist or your doctor or your GP that you weren't going to undergo any more chemotherapy. What did, That's the, right. what did the person say to you? He advised me, not really strongly, but I guess in the tone of his voice, he said that, you know, um, with his work and his uh, research and whatever he said that he strongly advises me to proceed with a prescription the last three months just because he said to me that it might come back later and you know whatever else and um, that he didn't say too too much but he just said he, it's, it's it would just strongly advise me to continue on with the next three months um, if you're going to continue on with anything else um, you know, there's no research done and he was just, you know, but this is me. I haven't even told him anything about the cannabis. I wanted to kind of tell him after when it was the way the signs were and the PET scan. He said to me that it wasn't totally gone, though. That's why he told me to continue on. He gave me a zero to five scale and he said I'm at a number two. So there's still a little bit left. But then I still did two rounds after that. So that's why 
he said that we're not going to do any more PET scans. Um, and I was like, because I'm, I'm, I, I use things like how people say in like little timbits here and there. So we're not going to do any more PET scans. I show negative. So it's like <laughs> I already did two more rounds of chemo. So I'm just like, I'm going to take a, just a wall. You know, I'm going to take a little wall win here and I'm just going to have it on my own get my immune system up, continue on with the cannabis oil for the next three months, you know, as much as I can. Like, I'll continue on for the rest of my life, but I want to continue on with the higher dosages of the cannabis for the next three months or even longer if I have to, and uh, just go from there. Brody, how do you feel now, the last few weeks, since you haven't been taking the chemotherapy and you've only been taking cannabis oil? Every day, if I could give it a percentage, maybe five percent every day i'm getting better and better my mood my appetite it's only been about three weeks this would be the fourth week on thursday i honestly it's yeah it's it's probably the best decision of my life every one of my friends or any one of the things that you know they don't really know and they're concerned because you know obviously everybody can is uh you know we'll go conventionally right we don't want to do the natural way but just with a, you got to have the right mind and positivity and that's what i'm trying to do and i just feel emotionally physically and spiritually just 100 percent better and better each day um like i'm not sitting here you know being emotional crying thinking of the past future or present like i'm just being in the moment and cannabis has helped me out so much just huge just giving me that whole quality of life back which is just great you know, I'm not sitting. Yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt. One no, of the no, things I no. was thinking, but when you were talking about uh, the impact that the chemotherapy was having on your body, it was making you sick, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess mentally it was uh, it was destroying you as well. But yeah. then you stop it. You stop the chemotherapy. You yeah. go full bore on the cannabis oil, and it was like it was a complete turnaround, 180 degrees. And what you did is. I guess almost giving you your life back that you yeah. thought was slipping away from you. Is yeah. that is that a fair statement? Yeah, no, for sure, definitely. I was because when my doctor told me um, I'm kind of like I guess my own temple and the keeper of this and whatever. So I always thought that um, if I continue on, there might be that chance. But then if I stop. Who knows, there might be that chance. Or even if I didn't do anything at all, there might be that chance. So I, I want to be kind of in control of this right now. So I was kind of thinking to myself, and, you know, I don't want to sit there and start arguing with my oncologist, but it's now my turn to start maybe and, you know, give my chance a little bit. Because when I was in my bed for three and a half months, I, I didn't, you know, I couldn't even move, couldn't even, I had to get help to the washroom. I had to get help. Someone sit inside the, the, the bathroom when I was taking a shower. I'm not saying to not do chemotherapy, and I'm not saying to to do chemotherapy. It was not a very good feeling, or never not not really good whirlwind of that fun. That's for sure. So, and during this process, you also said in the notes that you sent us that you changed your diet. What was your diet yes. like before? I was a healthy guy, somewhat. But I still had those urges and cravings. Um, I was a candy, and I liked my Pepsi. And um, just because of, I'm not going to use it as an excuse, but my visually impairment, uh, it was a lot easier for me to go out for lunch or you know get something you know fast food or whatever it was. So I'm going to say I probably ate fast food maybe three to four times a week. 
like with the diet that I need to do now um, from before was a lot different too. And so I changed my diet completely with the nutrition and that. And I lost weight from that because I was lots of high sugar, lots of gluten and, you know, just feeling just gross and bloated and disgusting before. And that's not the case now just because of my whole diet just changing everything i talked to another doctor a naturopathic doctor a buddy of mine who hooked me up with that which is just great and i really appreciate that that was good in the sense of we've got another nutrition books and things like that you know everyone's different right we're all genetically made differently um, one thing can work for someone one thing can work for another person but i found that you know just testing a little bit here and there and so i cut out sugar um, less than five grams per serving no gluten right now just for the next two to five years um, no dairy probiotics and vitamin d3 this doctor is telling me to get through um yeah just no red meats fish uh chicken for protein and uh, you know beans and other ways of protein lots of uh vegetables and uh i was doing whole grains at first and i talked to this doctor and he said to just kind of stay away from the gluten um i didn't know this either but he said for my type of my blood type that there's certain foods that you should stay away from too and i didn't know that either right so that's why at first i was feeling so inflamed and you know bloated in my stomach and so maybe that was a contributor too because of the foods i was eating right so i didn't know that at all right so, what blood type are you i'm type a so he's saying a. that's yeah so i think he's saying that's good for veg- vegetables and fruits and stuff and so you know, i wasn't doing that really before at all i was more carbohydrates 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 so yeah so. yeah as you said you were gross bloated and disgusting yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're three friends yes that's right yeah now you feel great today and yes. uh i think you really first of all when you went through the the phase of switching your diet was it much of a a, a withdrawal from the sugar and carbohydrate did that cause you problems yeah, uh, I definitely could could feel something. I was definitely in mood swings, aggravated. Um, I, at the time, I, obviously, I was doing the chemotherapy too, so I wasn't going to say I was all you know drained and tired because I was probably from that too. But it was kind of good that I guess I was doing the treatment because I wasn't just straight arrow, just trying to quit cold turkey. But it, yeah, I definitely was you know mood swings, just total, just felt like just crap. Um, just for like the first month, first couple of weeks, I was kind of cravings, just weird stuff and, you know, whatever it was. And that's one thing too, before I forget, when I was on chemotherapy, just, they were telling me to like, don't eat foods that you'd like and whatever else. Cause I remember stuff would just taste gross. Like I remember milk or, uh, water would taste like skim milk. And so water is my favorite thing. And that was kind of gross too. So yeah, it's just, yeah, it was just a whole world wing of, uh, stuff. So yeah, it's just. Brody, I'm wondering if your Hodgkin's lymphoma, you say you had, uh, on a scale of uh, zero to five, you were, a two, yeah. you were a two. When do you go back next for another reassessment? Uh, that's September 11th. September 11th. Um, yeah, yeah, September 11th. And I, I want to, I'm not, because he said to me that he's not going to do any more scans, so I'll see I'll get the blood work. Um, and then... I want to make sure, you know, obviously my white, my white cell is okay and all that stuff. 
I want to see what this next is at every other um, appointment. I was really anticipating so nervous, like emotionally just stressed right out. And then this one, though, I feel just so much more better, just way more stronger. And I just got a more drive into it. So I, I, I want to see what he has to say. Obviously, he probably will still push the, the treatment, but I want to just uh, see what he'll have to say and uh, just go from there. So hopefully it'll be good. Are you going to tell him that you were on cannabis oil? Yes, I will. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to find out what his reaction yeah. is. Yeah, see what <laughs> yeah. he says. Yeah. He'll probably attribute uh, your success, and I'm guaranteeing you probably will have success in not having uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. He'll probably yeah. attribute that to the chemotherapy. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah. you know, there's not much you can do. I mean, you just no. march along. You really yeah. owe your cousin a debt of gratitude, don't you? Oh, for sure, yeah. He's helped me out huge. Yeah. Um, and then, the the so there's the four areas, um, and each tumor and that's another thing i didn't know how many there were but he said each tumor were only about one to two centimeters big so when i went into this i was like because then he said that other patients that he had were a lot bigger so we had to go for a little more protocol and stuff so i was kind of okay maybe that's you know better to come into this too you know because they're not too too big and you know whatever else i have to I wasn't too concerned, but I was concerned. But it's like, ah, it, the one thing I didn't like, though, is I asked for test results. I asked for sizes, this, that, that, and other. And I can't see them, but I want my mom or my dad to see them. And the oncologist didn't want to give them to me, or he just said, yeah, they're okay, or whatever. And I, yeah, so it's, I was just kind of leery about all the whole situation. How has this Hodgkin's lymphoma changed your attitude toward life? It changed every every aspect of it actually because I listened to this one documentary actually, and it was some doctors and scientists saying that cancer is is uh, uh, impacted your life, so you have to change your life. Um, so I, I've noticed just with changing my life and nutrition, just my attitude, just towards everything. So I, you know, nutrition is big, right? So it's who we are, what we eat, or we are what we absorb. And that's what I believe totally, just because our whole environment, this whole system, um, just that we eat, it's just so easy for us to not eat organic. And now I have to eat organic just because um, I've had dealt with some uh, health issues now in the last couple of months. So now it's just been a big wake up call for me. And I know it's easier said than done, for sure. Before, I didn't think, you know, oh, healthy, whatever, right? I think I am eating healthy, and obviously I wasn't because something else, you know, did happen to me. So this whole experience, um, I wish I didn't have to go through it, but I, I love it, though, because now I know for myself um, to keep healthy and, you know, I have to maintain this for the next two to five years and for the rest of my life. And it's also good for me, too, because... I like to spread with my networks around me, just my, you know, wisdom and health and whatever else. And so I like to, you know, spread this and that to everyone, too. So that's what I, I like to do now, too, because I'm not working currently. I'm just going to school. So I do like to, you know, spread my wealth and my, my wisdom to everyone, too. So it was a bit of a wake up call for you, wasn't it? Oh, for sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When was the last time you had a Pepsi? Uh, since April. So I think it was, I think it was April second or third was the last on, day before. Good on so, you, Brody. Good yeah, on you. yeah, yeah. No, that's excellent. I think uh, you know you're well on the road to uh, recovery. How old are you, Brody? 
Uh, just uh, I turned 31 in November, so I'm 30 right now. That must have been a bit of a shock for you to be diagnosed with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma at yeah. uh, 30 years of age. Yeah. You have done all the right things. Yeah. You are, are a healthier person today than you were, say, this time last year, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. And you're eating healthy. Uh, you're taking cannabis oil, which is improving your health. Yes, definitely. You're getting rid of the cancer in your body, and you are, I would say, a different person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And mentally, you're much better than you were. Yeah, for sure. Do you meditate every day? Yeah, I definitely try to, um, at least once in the morning and once at night. Just a little side note, just because I was dealing with my eye condition, um, and it does give me some anxiety, so it, it is helping me huge with that. And then um, it, it does help me huge. I was kind of like listening to TV or, you know, doing anything on my cell phone or, you know, doing work on my computer. I wasn't really at the time when I was, you know, laying here, can't really do anything and feeling sorry for myself while I was on treatment. The only thing I could do is just concentrate on breathing. And, you know, I, I'd kind of do some little uh, mantras or, you know, even even talking to some higher spirit too, right? So I was just... Yeah, just trying to keep headstrong and just keep motivated each day. Um, Brody, I think you have a gift now that most people don't have. You have an appreciation for life because yours was slipping away. Yeah, for sure. And I think that really changes people. It uh, it changed Corey, definitely, Yeah, because uh, she was supposed to be dead five six years ago five years ago yeah five, it's almost uh, five yeah. years ago she was supposed to be dead so it gives you an appreciation for life that most people don't have because they just march through life oblivious of what is happening to them oblivious right. of the food that uh, they eat and yeah. you're absolutely right we are what we eat if you see yeah. someone who's extremely overweight uh, primarily, they are what they eat, but you know, some people it can be hormones, it can genetics. be genetics, other things, for sure, and uh, it's a bit of a problem. But the healthier you eat, the healthier you are. At least I believe that. Yes, yes. I I, I didn't get that. You know, before I was like, oh yeah, okay, sure, <laughs> right. But yeah, it's definitely. I guess uh, something serious had to happen to me to actually figure this one out. <laughs> And I don't want that to happen to any of my close friends or family, right? So even on Facebook, I'm, I like some pages and health stuff. So I always share this and share that. And it might be annoying, but I'm just trying to keep it out there, right? So, Brody, anything you would like to tell listeners in conclusion? I would just say to stay positive. I know that's easier said than done, but um, just keep up the fight. Just keep breathing um, and know that this is not over and this is not the worst. And or the worst is almost over if you use cannabis oil. It's definitely, it'll, it'll help out huge for sure. Brody, it was a pleasure to talk to you and I wish you all the best in the future. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Brody, thank you so very much. Thank you, Corey. Thank you. And in conclusion, if you'd like to tell your story about the medical use of cannabis, then send us an email at info at CannabisHealthRadio.com. We're always looking for people to interview on this topic. And there you have it, another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. 
for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.